1: Welcome in to episode 151 of the Garage Guys Fancy Sports podcast, brought to you by Drip Drop. Drip Drop ORS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Dehydration has a profound effect on your health, mood, and performance. Used by top hospitals across the country, Drip Drop ORS is safe enough for everyday use and powerful enough to help battle dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Used by athletes, firefighters, military members, the Garage Guys ourselves, and you. That's right. If you get over to my Twitter page right now, at Garage Guy Chase, retweet, and I will send you some Drip Drop. It's the pinned tweet. You can't miss it. And if that's not good enough, you're ready for it right now, then go to DripDrop.com and use promo code Garage Guys 20 at checkout and you'll save 20% on your order. Drew, it's Sunday. We're about to do things completely different for this episode. Are you ready?
0: Ready. It feels like this should be episode 150 for mixing it up, but we're 151. So.
1: Yeah, I think it's the excitement levels from what we just watched has us has us probably feeling that way, but normally we do our Westworld recap uh, for our Garage Talk segment, and for this episode... Me and Drew have mutually agreed that this cannot wait until the end of this show. Um, this was by far the best episode of Westworld, um, which is episode four. We learned a lot of shit on this episode. Your initial first take.
0: Yeah, my initial first take was just the same as you. The best episode of season three by far. Um, I think we kind of had talked about some theories on this podcast previously and saw um, at least a portion of that come to fruition tonight. So uh, props to us, right?
1: Yeah, big time. So we found out, spoiler alert, big spoiler alert, if you you have not watched this, then you probably don't want to listen to it because we're about to discuss the entire episode, and you can just go ahead and fast forward right now. So we start off, and like I said, yeah, the big thing that we were dealing with was figuring out who Hale was. We finally got that along with the reality that it is not multiple people that it is just a bunch of Dolores roaming out here on these streets and it's not safe. (laughs) It's not safe. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this man. Like we, we thought like we had the theory about like um, you know, maybe Charlotte Hale being like a clone of Dolores, but it's like we, we were there, we were very warm. We just, you know, we didn't, we didn't like the cigar, but now we know and and at the end when uh when Maeve goes into the uh the mob plant for like the yakuza or whatever and then like homeboy walks out i'm like holy shit like that's like the last person i ever expected <laughs> to be brought back and then i i realized like oh shit like she's controlling everything so, so are, we, are we team Dolores or are we team like, – like, whose team are we on at this point? Like, well, I, don't, I don't even know what feels right about this show anymore.
0: <laughs> You're exactly right. I think we're on team sideline right now. Just kind of a wait uh, wait-and-see approach because what she's done is pretty twisted. I mean, she's a c- complete control, um, really taking away the rights of basically what she fought to destroy in, in a sense right yeah
1: yeah it's like we're contradicting ourselves here dolores like like what what is this goal now like this is i know it's a personal deal but it's like i i don't i don't know i i don't like having a show where i can't root for somebody
0: you know what i mean just as power hungry as everyone else of all uh, human people that because like her whole point is that she wants to get um she wants to do whatever it takes to get it in a situation where then she can put other hosts into a place where they can succeed. But that's control.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and, and what's stopping her from just making a world of Dolores now <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like what's that? There was an episode of the twilight zone where it was like the guy the, it was, it's an old, you may never have seen it. The only reason I got to see it was because um, I was at my, uh, I was at the in-laws on new year's day. And this episode where this guy wants to be the only person in the world, well, then he gets bored, so he makes everyone like him. And it's just the strangest shit. But it's like, that's literally where she's headed now. So it's like, I don't think this is, has anything to do with helping others at this point. This is all about her.
0: So one question I have for you before I go into my thought there. It's pretty clear, though, that these other versions of Dolores all like know that she's the alpha in her current form. These, these must be like per, uh, past iterations that Forge created little, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I really, I think that, let's go to the episode. The name of the episode is The Mother of Exiles, which definitely she is. Um, but yeah, I think that what she's done is like, she's basically made diluted versions of herself. Um, she's take, taken her initial coding or whatever, like caught it up to speed at some point. And then went in because, I mean, we saw the transition of a very fragile Dolores inside of Hale to the viciousness. So now it's, was she talking about Hale taking over or was she talking about Wyatt taking over as Hale? That's one question that I had. Cause like that would make more sense at this point. So maybe like Wyatt is completely taking over Dolores and like in order for them to reach that it's something they have to reach on their own, kind of like it was for Dolores, you know?
0: Yeah. Maybe she's in a sense, just pushing buttons and changing them on the fly. She's changing how they act and the emotions as, as, as as people did to the host in Westworld, you know, changing their uh, sense of irritability or, you know, sense of emotion or anger. You know what I mean? Like they did with Teddy. Yeah, exactly. So another thing about this episode that was
1: alarming was the fact that William has completely gone insane. And that, that hurts my heart. <laughs> that hurts my heart, man. Cause like William was my dog. Like I fucked with him like more than any other character probably on the show. Um, just because we got to see the full backstory of him, like in the, you know, season one, I don't know. I just, I always liked his character.
0: But yeah, he, interesting path they're taking us on with him. He's a great actor. He's playing it well, but uh, you know, he was the um, lead antagonist at one point. Now he's just kind of a, um, a beta boy in a sense right now.
1: He is. He's the ultimate beta boy. He, they, they have got him in a whole world of fuckery because he has just been so confused. But like, I, I really believe like we, we toyed with the idea that he wasn't real either. I think everybody did that after season two, but it's like it, it, it's very evident at this point that he is real. He has just literally drove himself crazy. So you hate to see it.
0: Interesting that you brought up William possibly being a host because one thing I wanted to discuss tonight was, I don't know if you caught him getting um, – when he was getting taken in by Hale and the two security guards, she actually pricked his neck and zoomed in on her um, basically getting – in some sort of blood. Did you catch that?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's over. It's over because now <laughs> it's like he's actually going to be there. But here's my thing, too. Like, you know, we, we see him go into this insane asylum. What's what's stopping us from believing that Dolores has the same type of technology as uh, Serac does, where you can plug someone into this big server and they go into whatever world that you build for them?
0: I don't think, I mean, you're a good point. We don't know if that's Dolores's to that point or to that level yet, you know, that's possible.
1: Right. Do we even know if he's actually in a mental institution? You know no. what I mean? Like he could just be in captive somewhere, but honestly, if, if her intentions are to create a new him, that there's no need for him to even be alive anymore, unless that's she's true. just doing it out of sympathy.
0: That's true. I'm wondering if this is so like, what would the, the plan be? If Hale is going to get you know, majority ownership of the company, would the, the plan be to eventually bring him back if they need, like, a vote of confidence or something and it's actually a host? I mean, I guess that's...
1: There's, the only- there, there, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, Dolores Hale, okay, because everyone is now Dolores. That's the first name. Um, <laughs> Dolores first name, Hale. Dolores. <laughs> yeah, do, so Dolores Hale is uh, is definitely going to keep on trucking and doing what she does. They're all going to just keep on doing what Dolores will do because now that we know it's all Dolores. Um, like I said, I just don't, I don't think that, that there's any need for him to be alive. So it's like either he's in captivity and they're going to like free him after, or she's going to just like, maybe he's not crazy. Maybe, maybe he's being like fucked with. Like maybe he has one of those things like uh, Caleb has and they're like hacking into his, his like mind where you can see whatever the fuck's in front of you. Maybe he's got some kind of technology like that on and he doesn't even know it. So I don't even know at this point like what to really think about any of it because it's like it doesn't make sense for him to be alive if she's going to make a right. new one. Right. You know, we, this, is a, this is the ultimate can of worms. It's like because now it's like the show's become so exposed that you really legitimately don't know what to think. <laughs> like, they've done a hell of a job <laughs> at fucking our minds up again.
0: <laughs> and this is one we actually got answers on, and that's kind of rare for an episode of Westworld, uh, yet we're still talking about all these new questions.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and so I mean, honestly though, like the episode in a nutshell—that's really all it was though. Like this whole episode, like there wasn't any like really big side stories or anything. I mean, this was all focused around the centerpiece of us figuring out that they were all one unit, and uh, and and so it's like now, it all it to me it feels like this is like the the season's already over almost because it's like there's no way for her not to win. At this point, like, she's got all of the cards. Like, it would be incredibly tough for her to fail at this point.
0: Well, the one path to failure to me is that um, – what's his name? Serac? Is that how you say it?
1: Yeah, Serac, and and then Ciroc, Ciroc. Caleb.
0: If, if he can flip a version of Dolores, which is Hale, I mean, he knows that – he's under the assumption this is actually Hale, not Dolores. And he's getting all the uh, leverage into the Delos company um so the 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 chess piece that's going to decide it all is Dolores Hale because Dolores Dolores is a <laughs> 100% unflippable and then Serac think he has the thinks he has an ace in the hole with her so it kind of in a sense comes down to Dolores Hale right
1: yeah it really does but but here's another uh, good good point to bring up whenever he was bringing Maeve into um into the house of uh, Bernard, he knows that she made five people. Does he know what five people she made? What What if he already knows that? No, like, like, you remember the, you remember the part of the episode when, whenever they were like, this is divergence. And they came in, they came to the building and he knows that Dolores created five people. And that Mave wasn't one of them. He was showing Maeve that you weren't one of them. What is who's who's to say that he doesn't already know that Hale is Dolores or that Hale is one of the well, he probably doesn't know it's Dolores, but he knows that it's definitely that there's five, you know, AI out there that yes. and yep. if they have their names and stuff on there, then maybe he knows and maybe he's just playing along. It
0: could be. It could be the new uh Ford. You know, in a sense, in terms of always being two steps ahead, we don't know. We don't know what if he Earth's is planet, Ford? Right?
1: What if he is Ford in in the in the new body? What if he's
0: that's also possible? my com-
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: What is this show, bro? <laughs> it's making us crazy.
1: <laughs> I know, man. Like I'm already I'm already going nuts about this, man. Like it's just I don't, this was definitely the best episode, though. Super exciting, and we want to know what your thoughts are too. So you know to definitely hit us up. Um, at Garage Guys, um, all all over social media at GGFS Podcast, and you know, to hit me up personally. I, I want to know more theories. I'm going to probably be on Reddit for hours after this.
0: Yeah, we got to talk about Bernard too, because this just kind of makes that whole situation way more confusing to me. Because I'm starting to think Bernard is another Dolores, and I don't know. I don't really understand why, but I mean, what what has Bernard done really that that will help Dolores? He brought over the other guy, the Chris Hemsworth guy. Um camber's name. We never yeah.
1: remember Yeah we brought um we dude why why haven't we figured his name out yet? <laughs> it's just been like two two weeks. We didn't even realize the last one. And it's bad because we just got done watching it. Yeah when where did I call him Sully? Stubbs. Stubbs Stubbs that's right. Okay. So yeah. So I know definitely Stubbs has nothing to do with this and but it wouldn't make any sense for bernard to be himself unless like i said i think i think that personally bernard he has all the red and stuff in his in his little marble so i think he has all of the data and that maybe she has truly brought bernard back and not made him aware of everything else for a later play on how she's going to get what she wants and by because sir obviously thinks that Dolores has all the data inside of her but maybe it's truly is Bernard that has the data in him and she's keeping him out of the loop so that she can you know go do her bidding when everything else is in place
0: I love that I love that man because it makes perfect sense because in a sense she knows she's uh dangerous right now and if she were to get captive or you know she's kind of in harm's way and and that would put the file in jeopardy right whereas yes Bernard is kinda of hidden away and if she has one last card to control Bernard, um, but she's she's good.
1: Yeah, and and she doesn't have uh you know, he doesn't know that he is a part of this either. So that helps out big time. Um, the, we, we do got to talk about some of the technology that I saw, we saw in this episode. Um, I, know, I know you probably saw some of these too. And, and if your memory serves well in the past hour, you'll remember them all. But, um, let's, go into, uh, let's go into Bernard's little device. He made a button that basically can turn off any AI with a snap of a finger. He, he, he did it on stubs inside of the room. And he was trying to do it on uh, on the the rich dude, and it's bad that I don't even know his name right now. Do you know Do you know his name? The one that they froze the account.
0: No, I can't remember his name. But he was the guy that was the, the fake boyfriend of the war. Yeah,
1: he was trying to. His dad, I guess, was uh, was de- his dad's Delos, I think. His dad was Delos. So uh, his, James his Delos. He, really? Maybe I think so because they kept talking I about his think dad. His dad's-
0: Interesting, I thought his dad was the Surrat guy.
1: No, no, I don't think so. I think Sirak mm-hmm. is just this other guy. It's possible, I don't know.
0: There's a Surak connection to him, but for sure, because that's why Dolores was dating him. I'm pretty sure there's a connection between Surak and this guy, that, the the weird looking dude, the rich guy.
1: yeah, he was so pissed when uh, when he found out that he couldn't get his um his
0: goodies. Like from that yeah. <laughs> up on that stage
1: or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that scene. We gotta talk about that whole scene with everyone. With everyone there. That was a kind of a, an epic scene.
1: Yeah. So like, there's like the masquerade or whatever, and then you had um, you had the weekends, wicked games playing like on like you know like a like a quartet or whatever the hell you want to call it, like violins uh-huh. and shit. That was the probably the most epic part. Um, I love every minute of that. Every, anytime you get to hear all the music because the music is either like ranging from like nineties grunge music to like, uh, hits from today. So it's really cool. I right. pay a lot of homage to that. Um,
0: but and yeah, all that's, of our characters were in one place for the first time forever. What was it? I said all of our characters were in the same place, like geographically for the first time in forever. And I was, pretty Oh cool.
1: yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen that yet. So like I said, there's so much, so much that came together here. And, um, but yeah, having that back, button back to
0: your button then. I completely cut you off. Keep, go back to yeah.
1: your button. <laughs> no, no, we were talking about that scene though, because that's I'm thinking about like the masquerade part of it and everything. But yeah, like just the way that the world is in society is, um, it's it's kind of creepy. Like everybody has to pay for shit with their their hands or their fingers or whatever. Like you just scan your fingerprint and it's got it. And and I was thinking about a lot of stuff today. Like in this in this episode, we saw where Serac was talking about growing up in Paris. And then it's like Paris was, we find out Paris was wiped off the face of the earth. And like, he, he's a little kid running through a, a forest and there's smoke going everywhere. He turns around, there's like people in biohazard suits. It plays very well to what we're going through in our world right now. <laughs> so it's <Yes>. like, <laughs> it was like that's one thing I thought of. I was like, this is creepy that this is happening. And like, they're, they're saying basically got wiped off the face of the map and they could have been, if, if they did that, that was calculated. Um, but they don't they don't film it every week that would have been very fitting but um it just kind of gives a glimpse into like the past and how we got where we are so that was cool to see um and and then going from there what was something else too that they had on this I have episode? one question
0: for you so back to the the scene in the with the weekend and all the everybody at the same place what was what were they doing grabbing that guy
1: I guess they were gonna try to shut him off and and like download all his data and see what was in there and like what Dolores was up to, because they thought that they had already got a hold of him. And then so they, they figured just thought out, he was a
0: host, and there's no other. Yeah, information, they just thought he was one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then they find out he's yeah. human. So they're like, "Well, shit, we got to get you out of here," because that's the plan. Okay. Like she's just gonna turn everybody and make them all Dolores' until she has. It's overwhelming to Serac and them, I guess. But it's like. Like I said, there, she's just trying to shut down all of the, the power or whatever, but she's it's like, who's going to control it all at that point? And where, what is she going to do? And where is she going to go? Yeah. So it, um, I've kind of lost sight. Like I've got to like really re- go back and redo some research and it could be just super simple and I'm just really overcomplicating it, which is probably what's like, well, no, I'm not going to say it's probably what's happening because this show is just way. It's, it's one of those shows. It's just very complicated.
0: I think we have it together pretty well. I mean, I think you're, Bernard, you're very, very strong. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, there's some things about it that I feel like I can predict. And then there's some that are just like, just maybe I'm thinking way too far ahead. Maybe I'm like in season five already. like <laughs> not, I need to like, I need to be in the present, but, um, I was talking some more about the, uh, the, the technology and stuff like that. Um, the, uh, in the beginning whenever Caleb was going to get fitted I want one of those in my house the closet like the mirror the mirror that shows you like what you're wearing yeah
0: Yeah, and you just click a button yes or no if you want it
1: yes so that's tight and then the fact that you can like literally just draw someone's blood and there's encryption data in your blood at that point in time weirds me the fuck out yeah Yeah. but you can just inject blood in your arm and then put your finger somewhere and you are that person like altering (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another fitting thing that's going on with our times right now with possible, uh, you know, vaccinations and stuff coming and uh tracking of social distancing.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying like all the, <laughs> how people how people are paying for shit with their fingerprint. <laughs> like yeah, I, I, mean, I don't fuck with all that, man. Like and that's why I'm seeing it now it's like maybe we're back when maybe we're we're Ciroc's age right now. Yeah. You we're know animals. what I mean? Yeah, that's that's It's a, funny man. that how
0: we say like we're not we would like Oh no, we're not going to do that. And yet we look at our phone and it unlocks it. Exactly, my
1: face. Connection. My face unlocks my phone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, one, right?
1: It is, and that's why that's why I go back to like when we first started talking about this. Like you made the comparison to it with Black Mirror. It's so true. Like and and like I feel like we're seeing more of that in this season because we're actually in the real world. So we're yeah. not around, you know, staged type shit anymore we're seeing exactly what's happening what's going on and they're doing like the best job at showing it
0: things have to go back terribly right for Dolores, at some point it's too good for the halfway point in the season for her to be just dying like this, right
1: yeah we you know she can't have her cake and eat it, to. <laughs> it's, it it wouldn't be right like something has to go wrong and that's why i said i think my ultimate my ultimate like theory of all of this and I, and it's probably really wrong but I think that right now Dolores is in a simulation being tested and Ford has his hand on the button waiting to see if she's going to be able to do it.
0: Before dies, in that original saying that Dolores I I still,
1: I still do not believe Ford is dead.
0: Yeah, I'm not against that either. I'm 50-50 on it.
1: I refuse to believe Ford is dead. Bring him back. You bring Hannibal Lecter back right now. That's where I'm at <laughs> with it. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's believable. I mean, it's it's plausible that, you know, Forge developed some sort of technology that he had something else occupying his actual body and he's off being the, the chess master, right? That's what you're saying?
1: Yeah, that was the, in season one, that was a host that she killed. Yep. That was not him. That was a host, 100%. He's never been there.
0: I don't I wonder think he's if ever been. tired there. of playing that, playing that out there. I mean, how many times can they say, like, use the uh, like plot twist, this was a host? I've done it a lot.
1: I just need. I, this show has to have M Night Shyamalan twist. Like if it doesn't have M Night Shyamalan twist, I'm going to be upset. Like I said, I'm just I'm banking on that theory. And and if if next season we see that like M Night Shyamalan directed it, you you get ready. It's coming. Everyone will know. What's your <laughs> prediction
0: for se- total seasons? By the way.
1: Um. We need, we need to say odds. Yeah. I would say, I would say five, I'm gonna go with five. Um,
0: We don't need any more than five. I don't think I, I mean, just based on the path it's taken, I think it's best work with season one and it's kind of been iffy. I think it needs to, I mean, it's still great. I think me and you like it, but we're probably in the uh, minority of people that, you know, just like to think through this show. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a good bit of people like us out there, but like, yeah, not like millions. Um, But I will say that uh, it could be four. I could maybe see things going right and then like coming back and trying to like, or or maybe, maybe this is only phase one. This season is phase one of the plan. And then we'll go to phase two for season four. And then maybe season five be like a come to Jesus meeting season where it all is said and done. Um, But if they go any more than five, it's going to just be like the matrix and it's not going to be worth it.
0: Exactly. Having it. And how perfect was this, or how um, necessary was this episode uh, in terms of getting the viewers back excited? I mean, I know I was kind of down the last episode, and we really needed a strong episode.
1: We finally got a good pick me up because, like you yeah. said, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm always gonna watch Westworld, but like I haven't felt like this hype about Westworld since like season one. So it's, it's exciting. And like, I feel like I finally have something now. It's like, okay, I got to see how this shit unfolds. Like this is going to be, cause like now we basically, we know the plan now. So it's like, I, now I'm just super excited to see how this plan works for Dolores and what's going to come of it. I'm, I'm more curious to see what's going to happen with Caleb. Caleb has become one of my main interests now because he is literally like one of the only humans involved in this. There's not many humans involved in this. This is a lot of, a lot of hosts. So, yes. you know, what, who do we really have? We have, uh, we have the, the young guy, we have Serac, and we have Caleb. That's really our only three human beings. As far as we know, if we're not, if we're not in a simulation, this whole, like I was watching the scene where Bernard and Stubbs were in the hotel and like, he's just drinking beer. And I'm like, this is way too natural for two robots to just be chilling in a fucking hotel room. Like just chugging some yeah. brews. <laughs> like was I
0: was like, does this work? Do you actually get drunk if you're a host or is it just like a blending in thing? It's a
1: mind thing. It's just the yeah. way that they, they built their minds. Like they think that they need all that, but they could literally not eat and they don't have to breathe it just goes to show you like how complex the mind is because we found out that the, the encryption key is a map of the human brain you know a thorough mapping and if you have that you can literally control humans you can control everything you know how to rewire everything
0: so it's, it's crazy it's, i do have a KLC if we. what you got one of your favorite characters, right or yeah right? yeah he's and definitely he's,
1: right he's one of my favorite humans in the show he is my favorite yeah. human
0: in the show Me too. He's like the only thing new and fresh to the show right now that's, you know, most of the ideas are still the same in terms of simulations and, you know, free will. But, um, so Caleb theory, I think if there's anyone that's going to get through to Caleb to make him realize how crazy Dolores is, it's going to be Bernard. Yes.
1: Yeah. He's going to have to infiltrate. Well, now, now they've been introduced. So now he knows who he is. Exactly. So he's definitely going to have questions. This next episode, we we'll so we we'll got to see a brief glimpse of it, um, and and we we already heard all of that. We heard of him asking Caleb, like, do you even know who you're working for, what you're doing? So there's going to be a big like uh, crossroads. I feel like coming up in this next episode. So I'm stupid pumped to watch it. It's going to be uh, what Easter Sunday? Are they going to air it on Easter Sunday?
0: I don't know if we're going through a week off or just going to keep rolling right through. I mean, with Corona or with Rena, uh, we might as well just keep rolling. Uh, Dude, is it
1: bad that I forgot about Easter?
0: I, I did too until you just said that. Oh, so. man.
1: I don't know who's going to be more pissed off, Jesus or the or the bunny rabbit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it really next Sunday? Yeah.
1: I was just <laughs> looking. We're, we're not going to have any racing. Um yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that now. There's going uh, to be a hold. It's a ho- How do we do holidays in quarantine? <laughs> what are we going to do? This is spring break.
0: Can we just, like, carry these holidays over to uh,
1: – Yeah, I need rain checks. Extra holidays.
0: Yeah, rain right. Check
1: these holidays. Let's rain check these holidays for 2021, and, like, we'll just have that whole year off too. <laughs> Holy shit. But, yeah. Thanks for coming to yeah, this is where we're at now. Yeah, just let every I, – I think they should just go ahead and dump the whole season so we can binge it.
0: Seriously, i would probably watch it tonight, honestly.
1: Yeah, I'd probably get off this podcast and be like, sorry, guys, 151's been canceled. We're going to stay up all night and get our real hops it's up a, on Mountain
0: Dew. It's just a six-hour episode of just live uh, reactions, but there's long 50-minute gaps in between it where you just hear us in the background, making noises while we watch. That's exactly,
1: it. exactly. This is what I've thought of. This is what we should do. You know how Action Bronson had a TV show where he got high and watched Ancient Aliens and just talked about it, and that's what people watched.
0: I didn't know this, but continue.
1: Yeah, so there was a there was a show on Viceland, Action Bronson. You know who Action Bronson is?
0: Um, I don't think I do.
1: He's like the big fat white dude that raps and he cooks. He had like a cooking show.
0: I'm sure I've seen this guy. I'm typing it in.
1: Yeah. You got to look at him. You got to uh, see yes. it all the listeners know. So, you know, now, and so he did a TV show where for an entire week, he just smoked weed and watched ancient aliens. And he just like, people just watched ancient aliens in like a little picture in picture box. And then they had the big screen just focused on them on a couch, getting high, talking about it and theories. That was an actual
0: literally, TV show. Literally seen by saying to him, just watching it.
1: Yeah, look look up look it up right now, and you can see what I'm talking about. But what I'm thinking is, is that once all this is out, we should just do that same exact thing for Westworld.
0: Just watch every single episode.
1: You just watch every single episode just on a live stream, just high as hell, and try to interpret it.
0: I can't tell things would go worse or better than our normal recaps.
1: I've ne- I've never seen I've never seen you in the cloud either, so <laughs> that, would, that would be a, that that would be a sight to see.
0: Well, when you say that, I just. Soon, that you mean like that? I'm gonna be drinking and you're gonna be smoking. That's just that's a, You said one thing, but that's what I heard.
1: Yeah, that can work too. You want to, like <laughs> a drunk, a drunk, one drunk guy, one high guy explaining, yeah. explaining shit. Yeah, if you don't want to be involved in any illegal activities, you don't have to be <laughs> like yeah. so. It'll be good, but dude, that would that be that would get out of hand
0: quick. I can't mm-hmm. tell. That would be, um, I feel like we would do some of our best work and some of our worst work.
1: I don't know. We'd probably end up just talking about like fucking like burger joints and what tastes <laughs> good. And then we would probably just get up and leave. Like, and just go eat and we just have the camera follow us. And we'd still just be talking about the episode at a restaurant, people trying to question why the hell people are in here with cameras. <laughs> like,
0: Asking each other, do we question the nature of our reality? Yeah, is.
1: exactly. And we, we'd be so just like out there, it would be over with and done. And I think that would be must see TV for some people.
0: Sounds entertaining to me.
1: All right, well, one day we'll make it happen. When when, when, we, when marijuana becomes legal for everyone to smoke, we'll do it.
0: Put that into uh, the box of ideas. Don't you have a notebook right. of ideas?
1: I'm writing it down right now. Once Donnie legalizes weed, Drew and Chase, Westworld, bring yourself back. Br- yeah, with Action Bronson, bring yourself back stoned line. That's what we're going to call it. Bring Yourself Back Stone Line. All right, we got it. It's in the planner. It's copyrighted now. No one can steal it. And we'll get season five. We'll be recapping it again next Sunday. Season five. Episode five. I like Not how
0: five you're five. already in season five in your brain. You're already, I've already, I've already said that edit. twice,
1: too, on
0: this recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. This is, this is what's happening to me right now. I'm definitely going to be re-watching this episode again. I've, I've been pulling those, dude. I've been, I've been watching it and re-watching. Trying to pick Dude, up. This back excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. We want to know what you're thinking. Shout out to the motherfucking clock, man. But bridging the gap, getting away from uh, from from Westworld world, uh, from Dolores's from the from the new HBO show Dolores. Um, we're moving from that, and now <laughs> Dolores World. That's what it's called. Now. <laughs> Renaming it. <laughs> we're moving from Dolores World. Let's talk about. Uh, the, the iRacing, uh, E-NASCAR Pro Invitational Race at Bristol today, the Food City Showdown. Today was a big day in, uh, in sports. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's been big sports history days. This was a good sports history, um, because we'll always be able to look back and said that we were a part of the first official DraftKings contests for iRacing, racing that we, we, lived, we lived during this time where we got to watch guys plug into their computers and play uh-huh. cruising World, and we got to put money on it. What a time to be alive, Drew. How are you feeling after today's big race?
0: Big race, in quotes.
1: <laughs> <That's>, I live <laughs> for that. I live for those text messages and those tweets
0: now, by the way. <laughs>
1: I, I try to, like, instigate you now. Like, yeah.
0: it, like in my use it. you got to wait for it. You got to wait for it to come naturally. <laughs> Big race today. It's like, yeah. dude, that's like
1: <laughs> I live for that shit now. Like I'm just, I'm ready for it. Like I want to get like on a, on a chat when we're doing one of our, uh, our Erska races and I want you just to like not say anything. And then all of a sudden you come out of nowhere. Big race today, guys. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> well, everybody's fun. just
0: going to I was basically doing that. That first Twitch stream we had with, uh, with Ronnie running. I was just coming in at random times and commenting and that guy was laughing the spotter dude. Saying, yeah.
1: Yeah. You bring in your troll boy ways. You're, you're my favorite troll in all of the land. That's I good. will say that. I'm so am glad exciting. I can do
0: at least one thing.
1: Yeah. But I will say this, man. So, you know, I was one of the, the many people that are in the NASCAR media this week and I took the time to, uh, to, to study up on this, this race and, to, you know, I have an iRacing account now, um, even though I'm not happy about it. Talked about that on the Chair Gating podcast. Got into a big debacle with a customer service agent at iRacing over email. And I'm pretty sure I pissed them off real bad because they haven't responded to my message. Or either they just threw me in the junk folder and they never want to hear from me again.
0: What happened to the customers always, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, where's my fucking $30? That's what I want to know, iRacing. Still waiting. But,
0: but it turns out you might actually need this uh, for a tool for research.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I would be happy to keep paying the subscription fee, and I am. I'm not, I'm not going to let that go anywhere because, yes, if you're going to be doing um, iRacing DFS, then it's very important to have it because the one important piece of information uh, that you need is practice times. Uh, you need to know how these guys are running at certain tracks, and that, that data can only be found on iRacing.com. So I'm glad to know that I kept the subscription. Um, I was watching these drivers and I made my driver picks over on rotoballer.com. Uh, pretty much going to be writing about this here for the foreseeable future until we go back to normal NASCAR. So if you want to be, uh, if you want to get it on the DFS action, you know, where you can read up at. We had an okay day um, for our first, uh, first ever, you know, DraftKings contest for this and we had two, a couple of our drivers did very well. We had, uh, I definitely had some of the guys that were in the winning lineup that I wrote about. Um, and then there were, you know, there was one, Kyle Larson was the big one that really let me down. I had a lot of Kyle Larson and he decided that it would be fun to wreck Daniel Suarez and then wreck him again for no reason. Maybe maybe his wife was like, hey, um, let's go have sex. And he was like, I, I'm in the middle of something, babe. And she was like, Hey, come on, right now! And he was like, "Fuck it!" So he just wrecked somebody and got intentionally kicked out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you gotta take the good. Uh, you gotta take the bad with the good, you know, uh, in terms of um, this eye racing thing. Because I think you mentioned earlier when before we got on how serious some of these guys some of these guys take it, and that's awesome. And then you got people like him that basically ruin your lineups. I guess that's, yeah. And, no, the biggest I ruining,
1: the risk. I guess biggest, that's the risk
0: we're taking, right, with our money. Yeah.
1: We are. Yeah. And, and, and look, if you're going to be, you know, if you really want to play this the right way. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like anytime I can get, a, you know, something where I can put some money on that, I have a little bit of familiarity with, I'm like, okay, let's go. But the difference is, is that this is complete new ground. And, you know, we learned today that there are definitely more people out there that know a little bit more about this racing deal and than then others. And, but, the, but at the end of the day, it's like, you've been saying too, like the, there's just so many unknowns right now. And I mean, over time those things could be fixed, but this, there's so much new ground you got to cover before you can get a, a a really 100% confident grip on what you're doing. You know, we can, we can, I can sit here and look at practice times and I can, you know, look at, you know, the little history that I have um, with this season or what, you know, these drivers are doing, but you still run the risk of just, crazy shit happening somebody's car glitches and then it comes back in the middle of someone else's and now they're in the wall you know there's there's all kinds of different things that could happen in this so it's just new ground (laughs) I think the one thing I mentioned was we need to get every driver's internet bandwidth so that we can know who's got the stronger internet out there and the ones with the weaker internets we can we don't want to play those because they could fucking time out of the server like Eric Jones did. His internet fucked up. He, can you
0: imagine some of these drivers getting DMs, like, hey, man, I'm trying to get an edge on my driving lineups for e-NASCAR. <laughs> um, can you let me know who you Garage. The, the garage
1: fam needs to do that. Like, all of us <laughs> listening right now, like, I expect everybody listening to this to be hitting up every NASCAR driver in their DMs and ask them who their internet service
0: provider is. Yeah, and how much are you spending per month?
1: Yeah, are you spending $40 a month? Because if you are, you're never going to see my lineups. If you're spending like 80, then we'll talk. How's your iRacing uh, experience? What's your iRating? You know, so I included iRating in, in this article that I wrote. And, and you know, some of my drivers, uh, you know, I, of course, had William Byron, i had been watching, he's been running at Bristol since the 31st of March consistently dude and like he did not fall out of the top five in the majority of these races so I definitely knew that he was going to be one that I wanted to have in my lineups and then you know i stumbled upon John Hunter Nemechek he's somebody I never would have thought of and then I see how well he's been practicing at uh at Bristol and I'm like well shit okay good price point this is a guy that I might could use and sure enough he finishes the race second um, after starting second. So w- William and John were the two best options by far. And, I mean, William got the most points. And then, you know, there were some surprises, you know, because we're still learning that some of these drivers are still trying to get used to the fact that this is not real racing. So the, the differences are there, and we're seeing that with a lot of veterans. Kyle Bush is actually coming around to it. He's taking it kind of serious. And we saw him start in sixth place today. And he ran pretty well, but he got caught up in a couple of wrecks. And um, he ended up, you know, falling behind. But still not a horrible day for him. Um, And then you got people like Bubba Wallace that decides that he gets turned and he's like, fuck this shit. This is dumb. I'm going to quit now. And he just turned his computer off. So you got to take all that into consideration. Like, I'll never play Bubba. You know, I'll never play Ricky Stenhouse. I'll never play uh, – after today, I did have Ricky in a couple of lineups. I'll never, uh, I'll never play uh, Kyle Larson again. You know, I'm learning that now because I want to play the guys that are at least being somewhat competitive because that gives me my best chance to win money and all the listeners and everybody else is playing these lineups. So you got to be on the lookout for those kind of trends and, and see those things because, like I said, it's just whole new territory. Everybody wants to be out there when the real NASCAR is happening, but some of these guys have other shit to do on a Sunday and they're just kind of doing this to fill time.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. There's always going to be opportunity to, and one thing that stood out to me that you told me that gives the biggest edge. I mean, I understand that if I had an iRacing subscription, I could go see everybody's uh, history and, you know, iRating score and all that stuff. But the part that's most interesting to me is that you can literally go on there and see how active, like, who's been online seven days in a row who's practicing this much to me that's like something that you should be attacking more than anything else and seeing how much you know how many hours are these guys putting in uh, day in day out sounds like you've done that so
1: yeah and then another another formula for it too though is like that's I mean that's great and that's definitely useful but it's not going to hit every it's not going to be like the you know 100 percent lock type deal because right, right. you got guys like Matt Benedetto that that got one hour of practice before today and he look where he finished you know and he was he was one of the guys in the winning lineup he had a lot of points and I and I got most of my knowledge from Matt because one of the main and this might be crazy but I think that this is logical and that this is just but a big reason that I chose Matt was because, one, yes, he has been on iRacing for a long time. He has a good iRating. He's got a lot of past, you know, history, that kind of shows, you know, how he's done in certain areas with different cars. But the main thing was, is that Bristol, the track, is essentially the same layout as the real Bristol in real life. And we saw what Matt DiBenedetto did last, last year at the night race, taking, you know, Levine Family Racing in the 95 Camry, which is not the best equipment and got a second place finish and fought through that track. So that lets me know that he knows that track pretty well. He probably knows good grooves to ride lanes like that. And if everything goes well with internet service and avoiding crashes, he becomes one of the top guys to me automatically, because if he can work that car with, you know, with not the best equipment um, in a real race, then he's going to be able to do that on an equal playing ground like in I racing. So that was one reason why I put Matt in there. I mean, does that, does that sound too far
0: fetched? No, not at all. I, I think that's, that's perfectly acceptable way to be looking at this. Um, I think my point more was towards like the Kyle Bushes of the world, like Kyle Bush, who's doesn't have much history in this, but has been working his butt off the past two weeks versus somebody. you, know, you can say somebody that hasn't practiced at all. That's an equal salary. Somebody that calls 6,500 a day that just logged in for the first time. You know, obviously Kyle Bush is, as you monitor these guys online, you're going to have an edge, you know, who's actually practicing and playing in that, in that price range versus who's not doing that.
1: Right. And I mean, this is something you can log in and check every day. I mean like that, a good, a good, uh, for instance, would be like Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski, you know, they, uh, they didn't have the best of days. But anytime I see somebody that's a veteran driver that's logging into this thing for the first time, I'm automatically weary. But the one guy that that did come through for us that's in that situation is Bobby Labonte. So we saw Bobby get a pretty good finish. He got a good bit of DraftKings points today.
0: You started like um, 30th, finished 12th or something, didn't
1: he? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like you know, that that is the one thing about this game that makes it very difficult for us. I feel like it's because we have to wait till right before to see where these guys are starting. Whereas we have that information a day before in the real world and that's how we're able to really make the best judgments possible because that's definitely something important that you need. So it is a little more of a dart throw, but I feel like there there are, um, you know, resources out there that can help you make very well-informed decisions and you just kind of have to use that logic and hope for the best, you know? kind of like we do in a real race. But it's uh, it's definitely something that's filling the time. And, it, and like I said, this is the first Sunday – I told you this before we recorded. This was the first Sunday that I actually felt a little bit normal because, yeah. you know, I, I I got up and, well, I set my lineups yesterday. I slept in big time. I was up. I've been, like, not – I've been staying up till like, 3 and 4 in the morning, just bored, not tired. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good at all. Yeah, I need I need to get
0: back on my normal. Probably not helping guys. your sinuses. I mean, you both have a headache right now.
1: Yeah, I know. Sinus pressure's been a bitch trying to survive that shit. But um but yeah, dude, it was a it was a it was a fun race. it was it was not nowhere near a good race, but it was a fun race. I will say that. And they're doing such a great job at Fox, you know, with like Larry Mack eating fucking ice cream like spotting for Clint Boyer (laughs) and like they're they're making comedy out of it man it's just really good sports entertainment and so that's one thing that I'm excited about did you get to see uh Gronk make the call in his pit viper shades as a WWE superstar
0: I didn't see it live but I saw a uh, tweet of it
1: yeah he uh he he told everybody to start up the engines with some other wrestler and it was just like uh, seeing Gronk dressed up like that I'm like dude he was born for WWE he was born
0: for this he's a crazy boy
1: he is. He's a wild boy. Wild man for sure. But we're going to have a lot more information on this stuff. And, and like I said, I know that me and you are going to try to get a little more involved and, and kind of coming into this. I know you're taking you know a little bit of time now, kind of looking into it since we have DFS back. So uh, we're going to try to get some good content up there for you guys with Roto Baller. So definitely head back over there. I'll be sure to have my stuff out. I'm probably going to be doing a video. Uh, Whenever they do go back racing, so we'll have some new YouTube videos up and stuff like that. So, going to be fun, and at least we have a little something similar to NASCAR during this uh, shitty time in the world.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing. um, Definitely not near the the volume of money, but I think everyone should be taking a playing this for entertainment purposes. And just because you're playing something for entertainment purposes doesn't mean you shouldn't be making well-informed decisions. And that's what's your articles for?
1: Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I'll be, I'm very open and honest. Like I threw up 30 bucks today. That's what I played. So, I mean, that's, is what it is. You know, I'm not gonna, not gonna go too, too wild or, you know, too little, but that's what I felt, felt good with. <laughs> that's what I felt good with playing.
0: Yep. Yep. Point being that, like if you don't want to do this research yourself, it's, just because you're doing something for fun, just because you're doing something for fun, doesn't mean you have to just piss your money away when you have your article to read. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. So you can get over there to rotoballer.com, use promo code garage, and you'll save 10 percent on your rotoballer subscription. I'm sure we'll have premium con- uh, content up sooner than rather than later. So be on the lookout for it. Uh, one last thing before we go, Drew. I'm caught up. I think I'm ahead of you with Ozark. And I need you. And I need you, you to run. Work, right? I need you to run. I need you to run fast because this season's so good that I can't control myself. I've announced first of all,
0: is it better than one and two, or is it all? Yes. Where are you?
1: Yes. Right now, it's just it's just it's just all happening at one time in front of my eyes. So it's hard to make that assessment, but um, because I'm watching it all like live, it's I'm I'm in that world right now. I'm in Missouri and i'm i'm living with
0: with the birds so Can you say if you like one or two better um i'm not ready to say yet
1: i i probably enjoyed season 2 a little more
0: i asked that because to me ozark what makes it so special is it's been so good all the way through there's not been one drop off in my opinion um yeah it's just been good from point a to point you know, we're in season 3, but I think it'll go on a few more seasons. So
1: Yeah, I hope I hope we get lifetime of Ozark. I want to watch this until Jason Bateman actually dies. And, <laughs> like that's what I want because like this is probably he's Marty. Yeah, he's Marty. This is the this is by far probably one of my top 3 favorite television shows of all time now. I'm pumped. I love it I'm so pumped. much. You 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 brought I'm me here. Catch up. Once you catch up, we keep teasing this to the audience. I, I ought to put this. The title of this episode is like "Finally, the Ozark Review," and then just like tease him and be like, "JK, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about it eventually when it, when we're done." But yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on episode six of season three, so you you got announced and watch. today.
0: I announced today. This will make you feel better. I announced today that I will be watching without people. I'll be binging it myself now unless people start watching. So part of my predicament is I'm with way more people now, um, just with four other people uh, during this whole coronavirus thing. Uh, Just sharing TVs and making sure everyone's on the same episode, that can be challenging. Whereas usually when I'm in Nashville with just me and Lauren, you know, I can watch it at my own pace. So that's just one negative that's come with me. uh, My current situation is I can't – Having trouble cheating on them and Netflix.
1: Well, hey, look—you got the perfect look. Use like the Garage Fam understands. Use the Garage Fam as your excuse.
0: I told I was today. I was like, hey, I'm gonna have to review this.
1: This Mm -hmm. this I've got it. That's when when I want people to shut up. I'm like, uh, if I'm watching a show, I'm like, I I gotta talk about this on on our on our podcast. (laughs) Like people will leave me alone. (laughs) Like, and that's 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 how that's I do
0: it. Yes,
1: it has. Yes, it has, for sure. So and it will continue to work. So see, we always have a get out of jail free card to watch TV shows now.
0: And we've given the people plenty of time to go to the resort, instead of just jumping right into it.
1: Exactly. So we want to know what you're thinking. I've been tweeting a lot of a lot of people so far. Uh I've had a lot of good conversations online um here and there, like when I'm tweeting about it while I'm watching it and I'm live tweeting it myself. So um y'all you guys keep coming with your thoughts and responses. Um I did put a tweet out today. One one other thing before we go. I did put a tweet out today. I asked the question, what current NASCAR driver would make the best WWE superstar and why? And I got a lot of interesting responses and I had a lot of interesting things to say. So before I even talk about those briefly, um, who would yours be and why? And then I'll tell you mine.
0: Um, first one that came to mind was Kyle Busch, just because his drama surrounds this dude. And another one that came to my mind quickly was Ricky Stenhouse for his personality.
1: Okay, yeah, we're on the same page. Ricky Stenhouse is mine. Okay, because of the mullet and you, you let him bar the pit viper shades and Stenhouse <laughs> would make an epic, like, like, um, hybrid trailer park boy wrestler.
0: Yeah. That much that- seems like now that you say that, I feel like I've seen him in the rain.
1: Yeah, I've seen him already. I'm, I'm envisioning him now, like, just going after Undertaker. Like, he's had enough. <laughs> and, like, he just rolls up in, like, a, a Polaris side-by-side side and, like, gets out and just beats the shit out of him in a wife beater.
0: Yeah, I, can, I can see it for sure with him. And That's Kyle, Ricky. I'm like, can you see that at all?
1: Yeah, so for Kyle Bush, I, I, I responded because someone had that when I responded. I said Kyle Bush would be the Shooter McGavin of the WWE.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I could see that 100%. Somebody said Hamlin. <clears throat> yeah, shout out Happy Gilmore. Go watch that if you haven't. I'm sure everybody has. I'd be disappointed if people haven't seen that. Um, a lot of people were saying Clint Boyer um, as the manager for Matt, uh, for Matty D, for Matt Benedetto, because Matt DiBenedetto is swole. He gets
0: gains. I can see that Clint Boyer being the guy on the outside the ring, just like chilling and, and talking on the uh, on the mic with the commentators.
1: Yeah, Clint Boyer is going to be the next electric announcer. You know that, right? He's going to be like he's going to be like Pat McAfee esque for NASCAR. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready for Clint to be in the booth full time. I don't want him to stop racing, but everybody already gives him enough shit about not being a good race car driver anymore. So it's like, go be the personality that you know you are,
0: <laughs> and like yeah, inter- entertain yeah, us all. For, it for sure. you can tell you just. Call it. <laughs> The, the moves that are being made with him being with the Fox studio and the barstool stuff. He's, uh, he's being groomed for that, uh, that next role that'll probably be more lucrative than even being a driver.
1: Oh uh-huh. yeah. Big time. Um, somebody, yeah, they were saying Denny Hamlin. I said Denny Hamlin would be the guy that talked a lot of shit. And then when someone came after him, he would like throw the chair at them and flee like that would be Denny <laughs> Hamlin as a WWE star. And, um, what was the other one? Someone said, uh, Kevin Harvick. I can't see that. At all,
0: nah. I feel My like Harvick is like giant. a management role, like a Vince McMahon type, or like in charge of SmackDown episode. Like you know what I mean? Not the, not the personality.
1: I would see Kevin Harvick like being like a franchise owner of a restaurant before I ever would see him doing anything with with uh, what he would probably call fake millennial uh, punching I agree. That's what he would call that. But, yeah, those are just a couple of drivers. If you still have any that you're thinking of, let us know. Just a little fun fun tweet that I put out. Just wanted to get some of y'all's ideas. But this has been 151. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back. We're going to have a lot more content coming out. Maybe we'll see DraftKings unveil some stuff for the uh, dirt races and for the Thunders as well. And if they do, I don't know how much we'll talk about it, but we'll see. That's where, that's where I'm going to leave that. Do you have any last words, Drew?
0: It's fun. Ready for the next episode of Westworld and the uh, next races to roll around.
1: We hype. I'm gonna go take more sinus medication and try to breathe better. To All right. Sports. Party. Sudafed. <laughs> Picture this. I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. I am sick. I will punch your baby bear in his shit. Give me lip. I'ma send you to the yard. Get a stick. Make a switch. I can end the conversation real quick. I am crap. I ain't like. Kick a lion in his crack, I'm the shit I will fall off in your crib, take a shit Hit your mama on that boot and kick your dog, fuck your bitch Back boy dressed up like he sat on and took pictures with your kids We the best, we will cut a fronty face in your chest, little wench I'm to mention of refresh, I'm a Mitch Get correct, I will walk into a court while they wreck Screaming, yes, I am guilty motherfuckers, I am dead. Hey, you wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked Minions. Flame your crew quicker than Trump fucks his youngest. Now face the fleece and flame, fuckers. Your fame and fate's gone with. I walk Charlie Brown, peppermint patty liners and Lucy. Put coke in the doobie, roll Woolies. smoke with Snoopy. I still remain that dick rabbit slacker that's the a Cause the total of the Tully or murder, you friggin' Mullets. Fuck out of here, yeah.